When it comes to hunting boots, how many pairs does one man need? Well, how many seasons are there? Turkey season? Deer season? Duck season? Dove season? Honey, how many pairs of boots does one man need? At least one more pair. For just about everything for hunting, go to MidwayUSA.com. I'm Larry Potterfield with Midway USA. Thanks for your business. Hunting is not easy. It never has been. It takes dedication, motivation, a lot of patience, and quality gear. If you manage a food plot, put up stands, or need just one more game camera, we can help at MidwayUSA.com. We opened our doors in 1977 and continue to put customers first by offering super fast, same day shipping. For just about everything for the outdoors, go to MidwayUSA.com. Hey, I just got back from lunch. Did you finish that report yet? Uh, well, not exactly. I'm still working on it. I'm not finished just yet. Uh, I got a little sidetracked, but I will get them to you first thing this afternoon. <laughs> it is first thing this afternoon. Well, yeah, I, I understand that, but I mean, I, I am working on it. But I'll have, I'll... what do you mean that the report isn't finished yet? I'm, I'm still in the process of working on it. I've just been a little distracted. T- distracted? Our meeting starts in an hour. Have it. You, you no no. What were you doing? Were you listening to another hunting podcast again? I swear, I give the staff in this office the freedom to do whatever they want to do as long as they meet a deadline. That is the first bullet underneath your job description. Pays attention to detail and deadline and deadline. Dude, are you even listening to me right now? Welcome to episode 85 of the Whitetail Distraction Podcast. My name's Austin, and joining me via Zoom, Charles Helen. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, my man. What's going on tonight? Not too much, man. You know, we've had, like, an exorbitant amount of rain these past few days. I mean, you could have trout fished in my yard. You could definitely not do any yard work. And now it's, like, you know, 65 degrees out and sunny. I'm cool with it. Yeah, grass is up to your knees. I get that. Yeah. Hey, but another turkey died since the last time we recorded that episode. Yes, so it did. <laughs> Man, I am just having one hell of a year with turkey hunting. Uh, I will tell you that. It's so good that we may actually get to do some bass fishing on the opener. Just saying. Oh, buddy, you know I'm going to be there. I teased it, but I'm teasing the uh, yakking for bass tournament. I mean, I I hope you're teasing a little bit because I'm excited to fish. I'm enjoying the turkey hunting, but I'm also, you know, I've been kind of itching to fish quite a bit, man. Yeah, well, there's still a lot of turkey tags to fill. It's the only downfall. I have to uh, start charging for guide services. That's the only way I'm going to keep people from uh, asking me to go every single week of the entire season. (laughs) You know, that's a good problem to have, dude. It it really is. I love it, man. I can't say enough. when I get an opportunity to get someone their first turkey and it comes through, that is just uh, an incredible feeling on both my behalf and theirs, I'm sure, you know? Yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. An adult onset so, hunter at that, man. Not even a youth. An adult onset hunter. That doesn't happen every day. Absolutely. I mean, uh, this guy, is, he's about our age, maybe a little younger. Uh, you know, good friend of Boer and now a friend of mine. And we share camp together. Went out, 
got it done. I mean, right before all that rain started, really, we killed that bird about 7.30. That rain started at 8 o'clock uh, Friday morning, and I swear it didn't stop raining until Sunday night. Yeah, man. It's been ridiculous, to say the least. <laughs> the rain's going to get the water nice and high for us. Yeah. For this fishing tournament coming up, man. Yeah, you better believe it, man. I drove over the Shenango River earlier. It was up to the top of the banks, man, and it, it's been low these past few weeks. Yeah, I'm thinking about some of those little uh, bass ponds like last year where I had to trudge through mud mm -hmm. for about 40 feet where I'm hoping if the water's high enough, I'll just be able to paddle right out instead of having to trudge through a foot of mud just to get into the water. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. And I actually, I've fished that spot for a couple years now. I like it better when you have to trudge through, less people go in there. Well, I would imagine so. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. But, uh... Yeah, who do we have on today, man? We've, we've been teasing it a little bit, but who do we have? We have this red-bearded guy from Florida. He's he's on the Zoom with us tonight. Uh, I'm happy to see his face. We're hearing his voice all the time. We have Mr. Walter Lee from Chasing Tales Outdoors Podcast. Walt, what's going on, buddy? Man, I, I'm doing good, but I, I got to say I was eavesdropping as you guys did the, the intro, and I'm curious, is this the shenanigan river is that what i heard you call it <laughs> the shenango <laughs> shenango oh. <Yeah. laughs> i was like if you guys think i'm not making a trip up to pa to fish the shenanigan river you've lost your mind i'll be there in a couple hours you know <laughs> that oh. is that, that'd be a classic right there oh buddy yeah, I, you know what though it's gonna be dubbed the shenanigan river from now on <laughs> <laughs> yeah good luck finding that one <laughs> yeah that's gonna be like when i deer hunt around here people are like oh where, where'd you kill that deer and the answer is always the national forest chuck, somebody's gonna be like chuck where'd you catch that bass he's gonna be like the shenanigan river <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. we have uh we have two well we have the shenanigan river and then the shenanigan creek so sometimes you just tell them the shenanigan and that really throws them off i bet so <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, you PA boys, I'm telling you. Oh, man, yeah. You've been giving us a hell of a time lately, though. All you guys on the uh, Marco Polo group we've been having for, you know, our northern lingo, I guess you would call it. Yeah, yeah, the tournaments. Yeah. The tournaments that we're having. <laughs> I, I've never said anything but tournament in my entire life. <laughs> no, down there they call them tournaments. Well, yeah, see, we say tourneys, too. That's the funny part. Like, I'll say tournament, but then I'll say tourney. Yeah. I, I don't know why. It's just, it's just how it works, I guess. Unreal, man. Unreal. I've been the butt of pretty much everyone's joke on the entire uh, the Marco Polo. I came out maybe a little hot out of the gate, just making fun of everybody, talking my shit. Which is funny because I'm easily the worst bass fisherman in the entire thing. Easily. It's not even close. <laughs> it's okay, man. You luck into some big boys and that's all we need. I'd rather be lucky than good. Chase says that all the time. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm learning what works and I'm finding places with big fish in them. And it's just a matter of going as many times as I possibly can and maybe catching one good fish a night. If I catch one right. good fish a night, I'm happy. You know, yeah, man, you got to fish through the dinks to get the big guys. Yeah, but that's kind of like all—that's all outdoor pursuits, though, right? Like, just go. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> right, right? Yeah, like turkey, especially turkey season. Y'all guys are talking about uh, being in turkey season. I mean, turkey season, killing a turkey is not about being a good turkey caller. It's just about being there when they're hot and, and have a death wish. I mean, <laughs> that's really honestly, that's man. I'm looking for a suicidal bird any day I'm out. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all had some good success early too, man. That's awesome. I'm I I, I Chuck's right. I give I gave him a lot of hell this year for this tournament, largely because I'm envious of you guys and the fact that your turkey season's still in, right? Like my turkey season's done, signed, sealed, delivered, it's over. And so like I'm a little bitter, if I'm gonna be honest with you guys. <laughs> but yeah. uh I'm I'm excited. I, it, so for anybody who doesn't know, we we pick out like somebody a creator to 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 talk shit to every year. And this year somehow Chuck just managed to catch my ire, and literally <laughs> he's been the butt of like every joke thus far. And I just hope I don't eat my words because he almost pulled it out last year. Oh, he's had one hell of a target on his back this year in that polo group. Whether it be Nick with uh, you know, coming out with the custom baits he's doing <laughs> those yeah, frogs. Yeah. Unreal, man. It's so funny. I hope he doesn't catch a fish all year with that. (laughs) It's going to be hysterical if he doesn't. Because if he doesn't catch a fish during the tournament, not all year. Like, I hope it's his most productive lure of all time after the tournament. Yeah. Right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm right there with you, man. Oh, man. Well, we've been teasing this yakking for bass tournament, you know. We've touched on it in years past. You know, we've, we've done all the kind of meme wars that we've done. We've had a couple yep. of small episodes, been on your podcast about it, but why don't we kind of really focus in on it here? Let's pull it back just a little bit. Let's hit the bread and butters of this tournament, man. Let's get it out there for people to hear. What are like, what is the Yakin' for Bass Challenge? So the Yakin' for Bass Challenge, this is, I can't believe I'm saying this, but this is the third year of the Yakin' for Bass Challenge. Um, I wish I could tell you concretely, what the Yakin for Bass Challenge, you know, I'd like to sit here and tell you that there was a bunch of like-minded guys that were all like, hey, we should have a tournament. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. It, it was day in, day out. I'm a deer hunter. I'm a turkey hunter. And I like to catch redfish. And typically those seasons kind of do their own thing and they're independent of each other. And then there's like this terrible period in the middle of the year that just sucks. There's no sports. You know, it's hotter than all. I'll get out. There's nothing to hunt. The redfish aren't running or some people just don't live where there's redfish to get after. Um, and, and we had this idea like, hey, let's do a tournament and we'll do a bass fishing tournament. KDBF is real popular. Let's do like a low rent version, knockoff Walmart version of the KBF tournament. And through the connections that were made, you know, we became quick friends after we met on the podcast and had you, you know, I was on your podcast and uh, similar relationships evolved to where everybody got together and was like, Hey, how can we make this the most fun tournament ever? And no one's out to make any money. So we made it a charity event. And the basic premise of this is that out of that mind, that mind brainstorming of all these different creators was, okay, we have these platforms where people listen to us on a weekly basis or they watch us on YouTube or all these different platforms. Why don't we give people the option to directly interact with us and put their wits against ours. And so the, the foundation of this podcast or this video rather this tournament is fish against your favorite creators, the whitetail distractions, Southern ground, chasing tails, outdoors, part of Florida outdoors, central Florida outdoors, fish against the guys that you hear from that you tune into and just test your metal. And in the, in the running, let's raise some money for a good cause. And so every year we cut a check to take me fishing.org, which is recruiting the next generation of fishermen. It just seems like a, a fitting, uh, a fitting application of the money. And so for 30 days with relatively few restrictions, you just try and catch the five longest fish you can and see where you land. And it's a great time along the way. Yeah, man, absolutely. And you just answered so many of my questions through that. So that was like <laughs> the perfect response, man. 
Well, to be fair, I've rehearsed this about three years in a row, so I'm starting to really hone in on that message. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. No, totally. So, you know, we mentioned it's for charity, and the money goes to charity. What's this cost to register? Okay, so it's it's $25. Yep. And, and I'll give everybody kind of a breakdown on that. And so $5 goes to the app in which you can register for the tournament. It's called Tourney X, uh, T-O-U-R-N-E-Y-X. Uh, you can get it on your app, on your phone, Android, or iPhone. You can register online if, if you prefer that. But $5 goes towards the cost of operating that website. The remainder, a very small amount of it, goes towards you know PayPal fees and, and buying prices. And then the remainder all goes to take me fishing. And it, depending on how many entrants we have, sometimes it's upwards of twelve and a half, thirteen dollars goes uh, into the the donation pool. No one makes any money off this except for PayPal. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. Now, you know, we've mentioned in the past there are some prizes for you know some of the participants, whether they're winning. There might be a, a side pot for you know a weekly thing that we've done in the past you know you've given out shady rays for example or maybe a fishing kit mm -hmm. are you doing something like that this year this year we're doing something a little different so we're we're featuring small bait makers and a couple of small shops we're still ironing out some of the details uh, for this year but one of the people I can mention is Country Boy Baits has just come on board they're going to be donating a soft plastics uh, prize package uh Jesse makes incredible soft plastics down in Florida. A lot of what he makes is very unique to the style of heavy vegetation. And so he donated, he donated a prize package. We've got some other people that we're, we're talking to. I can't really discuss what we're working on because expectations, right, you know, right, be what right. they are. Um, but this year we're going a little different route. We're going to do a gift card, uh, for first place, five longest fish, and then a gift card for, uh, the largest bass. Yeah. So you have two options to win this thing. You can be the best five fish angler in the group, or you can just get lucky and catch one really good fish, which is different from how we've done it in years past. And the reason why we're going the gift card route this year is just because we're trying to maximize how much money gets put into the donation pot, because that's really the merit of what we're doing here. Um, and so in order to do that, we're kind of scaling back on all of the week-to-week -week prizes, the week-to-week -week giveaways. Um, which got some participation, but maybe not quite as much as we had hoped for. And so as a result, we're just going to put that money that everybody's donating right into the organization that we're trying to get it to. Um, so a little bit of change up this year. No, that's awesome, man. And, you know, guys, this is not for us to win. If you win, it's because you're not a creator. We we can't win. We're fishing to just have fun and, and donate this yep. stuff. You guys are the ones eligible for the prizes. We're not. None of us are professional fishermen anyway. You know, this is just all a friendly tournament and, you know, just for fun and to donate a, a nice check at the end of the year for, you know, charity. End of the month, rather. Well, and, and, and moreover, the month of May, except for you guys, you know, up north where your turkey seasons are really kicking off in the month of May. For the rest of the country, mainly, especially the south, the hunting's done. Unless you're going to chase hogs or, or predators on private land. Uh, your, your season is done. So it's also a really great way to kill one third of the down season, May, June, July, August. So a quarter of, of the down season, you're having a good time doing it. You're, you're, you're out there making good friendships. I'll be honest with you. Some of the best friendships, uh, some of the creators in this year's tournament were actually competitors last year that we approached and said, Hey man, you put out great content. Why don't you join the creators group? and Let's grow the brand awareness of this, of this tournament. So that's right. I'm glad you pointed that out. We don't win anything. Um, in fact, we actually lose in this because <laughs> one of the cool things about this is there's a lot of shit talking. Oh, yeah. A lot of it. Okay. 
And so side wages pop up, which is my favorite part, right? So like last year, so the first year I, I kind of like, uh, I buried the lead that I could catch bass. Uh, that's not what happened. I'm a, <laughs> I'm a terrible bass fisherman. Um, but the first year I did terribly. The second year I beat Chuck by a quarter of an inch. And so this year I've singled him out and I started a side wager. I said, dude, whoever loses between you and I has to donate 50 bucks to take me fishing.org. Here's the spoiler. We're both donating 50 bucks. Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. like uh, an extra hundred bucks is going to take me fishing. And it's just to, to spur that, that competitive spirit and to have fun. And, uh, you know, when you're sitting on the couch, you know, watching Netflix with your wife on the last night of the tournament, maybe it motivates you to get out there a little harder. That's what I'm talking about, man. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what's cool about that too, then it sprouted, you know, Chase to go ahead and, ch- and challenge Adam Glass. And they both agreed that they would donate an extra 50 bucks. So, you know, there's an extra additional hundred dollars that's going right to take me fishing. So, yeah. Yeah. In, in the end, this is costing us all money. Um, it's time, time and money, right? Our, our, we put our effort right where our mouth is on this, yeah. on this uh, effort. We pay $25 each to, to compete. The side ha- uh, hobbies come out. I spend hours a day judging fish. I mean, it, there's probably anywhere between 50 and 100 submissions a day, um, especially early on. And so there's a lot of time put in this, but we're willing to meet you guys where if you're willing to meet us, you know, right where you guys are, we're putting our money where our mouth is. It's, it's a great time. I, it just really like every time we cut that check, it just really makes me feel this sounds really sappy, but good. It feels like I've, I've done something to further something that's bigger than myself. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't help but notice that you just keep adding more and more southern groups and no uh, additional northern groups to the uh, creator groups, though. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) The king, the king of the north is not from the north. And so what I have an open invitation to any creator group. This is an open invitation. Any creator who wants to jump on this next year from the north and represent them better than the current contestants. I, I, I welcome you with open arms. Whoa, man. Wow. All right, Waldo's good talking to you, brother. <laughs> that was absolutely brutal. I mean, the guy wins one year by a quarter of an inch, and all of a sudden now he's, you know, the next uh, fast fisherman of the year. I don't understand. He is a absolute <laughs> savage, man. Oh, my listen, good giggly Listen, bigly. I have always been a great shit talker. I've only been able to recently back it up, and so I am living it up right now, dude. This is These are my five minutes to shine. I like it. <laughs> that's, that's absolutely fair. I mean, other than uh, – the fact that you had to sandbag to get you there, uh, I mean, you won fair and square. So those were the rules last year. Uh, there is now the chuck roll in place, from what I understand this year. Yep. Oh, yeah. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, so for anybody who's listening to this who participated next year, we have affectionately dubbed this the chuck rule. I believe it's actually in the uh, rules themselves, and it's like a chuck addendum or something like that. And uh, it, it says that you, you have 24 hours, with the exception of the last day, which ends at midnight, no matter what, it's hard stop. Uh, you have 24 hours to submit any fish that are in your live well. Um, you know, we're, we're doing that mainly just to keep things kind of on an even playing field. There was a, a loophole last year where that wasn't mentioned. And so uh, I caught several fish about 48 hours before the end of the tournament and just left them in my live well. And the, <laughs> the suspense was killing me. And Chase, my co-host, like, dude, don't post those, those, don't post those fish, don't post those fish. Wait until the last hour. And on my side, I'm like, 
I'm really excited to post the fish. And I'm also like slightly worried I'm going to fall asleep and forget to post them. Right. <laughs> and so at 830, <laughs> 9 o'clock, I'm like, screw it. I'm just going to send it. And in that polo group, Chuck is in this dark living room. He's got the TV on. He's in his hoodie and he's in his recliner with his bush latte. And he's doing this thing. And I made some insinuation that he should check the leaderboard. And I swear to God, the next polo, he's in the truck. And you can just hear the truck redlining as he's going down the street. He's got the <laughs> kayak in the back. And he's just, he's he's burning, rolling coal, man, to get out there. And he almost freaking beat you. Unreal. <laughs> Man, I wish I would have, too. That first fish I landed, my personal best, I mean, an absolute freaking stud of a fish. First cast of the night, as soon as I hit the water, <laughs> I land this, like, 21 and a quarter inch fish. Just an unbelievable bass. Puts me within a quarter inch of Walt. Like, four casts later, I kid you not, another blow up. I get this fish, like, five feet from the boat, and it gets off. And I'm like, no big deal. I got two hours. We're good. This is mine to lose. And I missed five more fish I hooked onto and could not land any of them that night. And I kid you not when I tell you that they were five pound plus fish. When I hooked into these things, Walt, man, it almost <laughs> I, I it almost broke my wrist. My pole was bent all the way forward. I mean, it drugged my kayak on a couple of them until they got off. But man, that was fun. That made my entire tournament. I was I was a little salty. You know, I'm a competitor. I'm I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hardcore competitor. I take stuff way too seriously. And yeah, me too. Uh, when that you know, you know how it is. And when that happened, I was like, oh man, the whole when twelve o'clock hit, I just like dropped my rod and I was like, damn. It was a hell of a try, kid. <laughs> Chase Chase is like the most even keeled person. I don't think I've ever heard him like even really talk smack. Even when he talks smack, he's kinda like a a gentleman about it. He just reminds you that you suck by telling you how good he is. Like yeah. he's real subtle about it, right? And I I I send I send Chase uh, like the the like screaming face emoji like you just saw a ghost, you know? And he's like, You're an he goes, I swear to God, he goes, You're an idiot. I was like, Oh my god. Like <laughs> Oh, I was sick, dude. I was like I'm like refreshing my phone every 15 minutes. I, going to sleep, be damned. I'm not going to sleep. I mean, like, I was just like, at any minute now, he's going to submit. Because, like, you had two 15-inch fish. It was so yeah. easy. For, there was a two, like, 16-inch fish. And it was so easy. Call by, like, another date and a quarter inch. Yeah. And it was, it was time, you know? Like, <laughs> oh, man. But, Austin, if you don't mind me directing for just a moment. I just mentioned the inch thing. I just kind of want to touch base for anybody who. Absolutely, man. Go for it. I got a couple more questions too. So keep, keep going. Okay, cool. So while we're on the topic of inches, um, the way that these tournaments run is because weight is so readily manipulable. You you can put a couple weights in its mouth and take, you know, it's, it's so difficult. Kayak bass fishing, or in this turn, in this case, paddle sport bass fishing, because any paddle sport craft and inner tube, excuse me, is acceptable. We do it by length of the fish. And so there's, there's some, some photos and some guidelines that you need to get acquainted with, uh, with regards to, you know, the fish's mouth has to be shut. Your hand has to be on a certain part of the fish so that you can't manipulate an extra tail length, but everything's done in length of fish. So if you're sitting at home and you're thinking to yourself, okay, um, there's no way I can catch, you know, five, eight pound bass like these four boys can do. You don't have to do that because a 21, 22 inch bass is only about a four, maybe five inch bass. And so 
five fish about 20 inches is 100 inches. If you can post somewhere in that range, you know, if you in the span of a month, if you can catch four or five three to five pound bass, you're in the running. I mean, yeah. you're you're in the mix. No one really uh, last year was like 108 took first place. But I mean, you're only a couple upgrades away from being in the running. And realistically, uh, uh, Greg Godfrey caught the current record. I think it was like 7.7 ounces, 7.7 pounds or something like that. Yeah. He registered two fish. He, he registered like a 15 inch bass and he registered that one. He would have won the big fish pot had there been one. So I just want to encourage everybody. It's really easy to compete in this and you only have to get lucky literally one time in the span of a month to, to take on the prize. Yeah, that's a really important part of it, and I was going to touch on that, but, you know, you did perfect, man. Go on YouTube and look up kayak bass fishing. You're going to get a whole rundown of what you're looking at. And, you know, the whole inches thing as opposed to the weight, it puts everybody on a level playing field, like Walt was saying. I know guys like uh, Brian Pickerowski, right? Mm -hmm. He's over in eastern PA, northern Maryland. He actually lives yep. in Maryland, but he hunts or fishes a lot over in PA. And he catches a lot of smallmouth. And I I know he finished top five last year. I think he was he third place overall. Uh, I think he was a touch. I think he was a touch. I think he was a touch below that. Towards the very end, we had a couple guys from Oklahoma. Oh, yeah, yeah. Ohio so, push him but, down. Yeah, but he was, I mean, in the running throughout the entire tournament. And all it really it comes down to, it's a month-long tournament. You know, I could be the poster child for this tournament. I had never been kayak bass fishing prior to this start of this tournament right i didn't even own a kayak uh, i went out borrowed my brother's kayak went out posted up a pretty decent number of fish that first year and i had no clue what i was doing i just went out a lot i yeah. just fished a lot and if you get one upgrade you know each time you got even if you start with a, a you know five 15 inch fish you know that's 70 inches right there and then you just climb the leaderboard from there you know, every time you go out, maybe you upgrade, maybe you go 15 and a half, maybe you land an 18 inch or one night. And if you just catch one big fish a week, you're going to be in the running for this thing. And I've heard it a lot, uh, you know, from being up here and talking to a lot of the people. And the number one thing is the number of resistance is, oh, well, this is anywhere in the country. There's no way we can compete with guys from Florida, Texas. Um, you know, that's just you know, maybe that sounds like the reality because we see these giant 10 pound bass, but length and weight are two different animals. And when it comes down to it, I mean, look what uh, guys like Lane Baker's done in the tournament, yep. Ryan Pickerowski, you know, these guys are from Pennsylvania getting it done. PA is not super well known fast fishing state, but we have farm ponds. We have good rivers with good smallmouth in them. You can find the fish. And if you can find five of them, you never know. Pike did that with smallmouth. Yeah. Totally, man. Yeah. He was he was in the running. It was not until very late in the tournament that he got knocked out of the top five. And I and I yeah. could be mistaken. He could have been in the top five after all. But he was run, in the running with smallmouth. And we have we had a dude last year from Oklahoma make a run at the top. He got a really hot hand and he took run at the top. O Oklahoma's not exactly known as you know. It's not a Florida. It's not a Texas. It's not a California. We had a dude from right. Ohio, middle of nowhere, Ohio last year. He made a couple trips to a lake. And he placed fifth. Yeah. At the very end, he posted two really great fish at the beginning, went dead silent, and at the very last week, he made a run and he placed fifth. And fifth doesn't take you anything in this in this in this tournament. But what I have found is year one, I barely got five fish on board. It was a ridiculously tough learning experience for me. I fished in other places. I'm actually a pretty decent bat, like fisherman as a whole. It's just 
this area was new to me and it was difficult and it's hot. By the time we posted it down here, our best season has long since passed us. Year one, I posted 69 inches. Yeah. And as much as I love that number, it was very hard earned. And so it is one of those things, year two, 88.25. The only thing I did differently was I, I become familiar with what I was doing. If I have the same growth year after year, and I feel like I'm going to have similar growth this year if I don't have a baby too soon, if I have similar growth, then I'm in the running this year. And so I say that as words of encouragement. If you're sitting there at home and you've got decent fishing around you, the only way you're going to get better is if you compete. And there's nothing like good competition, a little money on the line, maybe talking a little bit of crap to get you out there and motivated to to, to compete and grow. And next year, who knows, you might be the dude that, that's that's talking more shit than, than we can, you know, back up. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. You know, and, and moving in a little bit of a different direction, I want to liven this up just a little bit more, man. Yeah. Well, what's your favorite setup? I'm talking rod and reel, maybe bait. If you had to pick one, the end all be all, what are you going with, brother? Okay, so I'm going to answer this from, from a my area specific answer because this is something I've been working really hard on. And I've actually got it. Well, while you were doing your intro, I was rigging up. Uh, I was taking off some experimental stuff. can't tell you what one of them is because it's going to stay on my rod. It's pretty freaking sweet. But my favorite right now, I've got a Cast King Speed Demon. It's a 9-3 to 1 ratio of bait caster. I've got 65-pound braid on there. I've got the Daiwa Arid X. It's a 7-foot-4 heavy action uh, bait casting rod. Fast action, rather. Fast action, heavy spine. And then I've got a 4-aught frog hook on there with a Stanley ribbon. And that is my go-to. I, boy, I'm going to tell you right now. I am a fiend when it comes to topwater. And the cool thing about Florida is we've got so much vegetation that all we can fish basically is topwater. So it's a marriage made in heaven. But that is my go-to. Day in, day out, I probably spend more time buzzing that frog across small openings in the hydrilla, across small openings in the, in the spatter dock pads. It's pretty hard to beat, man. They come up, they smash it. The adrenaline peak hits. You let them take it down and you're trying not to you know, set that hook. Man, it's, it's sick. I'm right there with you, man. I'm right there with you. Follow it up with a Senko. All right, Chuck. You're up, brother. What do you got? What's your favorite rig, bait, everything? Well, I will tell you that I have new rods and reels this year. I'm running a medium-heavy, fast-action Abu Garcia this year. And uh, it has a Cabela's bait caster on it, which, man, they're all right-handed ones which I don't know if I can get used to that, but I, I fished with it a little bit um, on the, the Shenango River, actually, and I was getting the hang of it a little bit. But anyhow, I'll be running one of those two rods this year. I have two of those, and last year, what I caught all my fish on, and I'm going to go with it again this year, is as simple as it can be. Like I said, I am the poster child for this tournament. This Walmart version, go out, get a white buzz bait with, those Strike King frogs and put a little rubber frog on the back end of one of those white buzz baits. And I bet you I caught 80% of my fish on that rig setup alone. It was unbelievable. I caught my big one on just a plain frog because I broke my buzz bait that night. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I'm right there with you with that white too. That white is freaking money around here. I, I don't know what it was, but I'll tell you, uh, every one of my big fish were top water, and I'll be honest with you, I I do like throwing the Senkos, and I've caught fish on them, nothing big, but 
there is something to be said about top water on a kayak fishing for bass. There, it's kind of like, you know, when you're turkey hunting, yeah, yeah, you can hunt them like deer and that's fun and you can kill a turkey. Or you can run and gun and hunt them like turkeys. And yep. that's kind of like the same to me for fishing, right? I can do the slow stuff and, and the, you know, maybe some of the different rigs on the Senkos, but it's something about topwater blowups that just has my soul. I'm right there with you, brother. I'm right there with you. All right, we're getting there closer on time. I want to keep this a whoa, little bit of a shorter whoa, what's episode. What's your setup, bro? <laughs> hey, 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 now. What's your what's your setup? He's holding out on us. He's got something secret. You see how quick he tried yeah. to make that segue? He's over there what's with like some C4 about? or something. It's yeah. nothing. It's nothing uh, secret. Nothing secret. I run an Abu Garcia okay. setup too. You know, I got a Revo reel, Abu Garcia medium heavy action rod, thirty pound Power Pro braid. Nothing too too crazy. But I do. I'm stuck on the white, and I'm stuck between, you know, half-ounce spinner, Willow Blades, not Colorado, or, you know, I'm also a big fan of a chatterbait, man. Yeah. <laughs> big fan yeah. of, like, a half-ounce chatterbait, just zipping them through, man. I love it. Listen, yeah. I'm all about that, too. I, I love, you know, punching some chatterbaits up underneath uh, some branches, getting them skip underneath there, and then just running it right through. And it, it, it is really good, because as soon as they hit the water and that starts chattering, I feel like you just get that quick blow up. Yeah, man. It's like more fun jig fishing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I've got a, uh, a proprietary. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a teaser here because since you brought up the chatterbait. I have got a proprietary style chatterbait that I had a buddy of mine make me. Okay. That uh, is, is not, I don't know of it being sold anywhere on the market. It's hand painted. It is a hand designed skirt Ooh. in color pattern for this area. And it's got one singular purpose. And when I night fish, there are patches of hydrilla that have like two and a half feet of water right above the top of it. Yep. And what I found is I would like turn my headlamp on sometimes when I was paddling and there'd be bass like sitting down in that hydrilla looking up. And I was like, they're eating bluegill when those bluegill come out. And so in the evenings, when I hit those little patches where there's that open area, I'm going to zip that joker out there, bring it across the surface like a, like a bluegill trying to get from one side of the opening to the other. I have a feeling it's about to be ugly. I like it, buddy. And what are those fish sitting in that hydrilla called? Bass. No! Oh, hydrilla gorillas! Hydrilla gorillas! <laughs> <laughs> I totally blew it. I was like, yeah, he blew it. Come on, I man. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. oh, Come on, man. man. Even I knew that God. one. That's Ginger. beautiful. <laughs> That's beautiful. We are getting close to there on time, though. I want to do one last quick little, little, little ditty here. I want to go a couple bold predictions. You know, it's kind of Walt style to have the bold predictions on the podcast. You know, I want to hear a brand new bold prediction out of Walt, and I want to hear one out of you, Chuck, and I'm going to give a solo as well. Mm, okay. A bold prediction. A bold prediction. We're not going to go the three. We're going to go one, and it better be bold, boys. It better be bold. Okay. All right. My bold prediction is that Brooke outfishes both Austin and Chuck in this year's tournament. <laughs> That's, that is savage, dude. That is savage. I don't wow. I know. Ouch. You, you're just kind of like hurting my soul there a little bit. That is a bold prediction, though. I mean, it's I Brooke's asked you for fault. Man. It's Brooke's fault. I asked you for First bold. off, is Brooke, is Brooke competing in the tournament this year? 100%. She's already That's registered. That's what everybody wants to know. Okay. All right. So I got something to look forward to. Oh, 100%, man. She is freaking ready, and she is jacked. <laughs> Can I just say that's the only time any dude has ever said he's looked forward to his best friend's wife and it'd be acceptable? 
in any other context, that would be grossly inappropriate. Oh, man. <laughs> what I was saying is I'm looking forward to some actual competition from up this way. I got you. I got you. That makes more sense. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Austin's face. He is just like flabbergasted. That was savage, Chuck. That was savage. Okay. Okay. What's your bold prediction here, guy? Listen, I grew up talking shit. It ain't ever going to stop whether I do or not, but... My bold prediction is that I will come in second of the creators, and I'm going to catch all of my big fish on my wife's kayak because I currently don't have a kayak. Her $150 Dunham Sporting Goods special, and I'm going to be out there putting a better number up than everybody except for one creator. I don't know who that's going to be yet, but it's probably going to be Adam Glass. (laughs) Okay, okay. I like it. I like it. He looks like he's recovering well, and he's about to put Too up quickly. another hundred and ten. I know. Too quickly. Yeah, it's it's dangerous how quickly he is like coming back. <laughs> I felt really good until I saw the Marco Polos tonight, and I went, "Oh shit!" He's gonna I know. be. I know. Bribing people to throw his kayak in the water for him. Cash, <laughs> cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh yeah. buddy. All right, bold prediction, bold prediction. I'm kind of going to – I said it was one, but I'm kind of going to make this a two-parter because Chuck did. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to say my main bold prediction, the king of the north, Mr. Chase Prince himself, is not going to break 100 inches. Oh. I know. Oh. I know. Oh. <laughs> and to even throw the cherry on top of this because this is so just so bold. I'm not going to – coming first in the in the creators or anything like that but that big fish pot it's all me boy <laughs> <laughs> that is very bold austin dink city that except is- for one fish <laughs> <laughs> what what has that big fish looked like over the, like last year was what 24 inches 23 23 probably about a six and a half pound bass yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I'm going to have to beat my personal best by like three inches. So it's going to be, <laughs> uh, it's going to be tough. <laughs> hey, I threw that 21 inch back. Maybe he's grown a little bit. Well, you missed, you missed a couple 23s. So I probably did. All right, boys. So in addition to my bold prediction, since it was so damn bold, I'm going to throw another little sprinkle, a little bit of fairy dust on top of that little, another cherry. I am calling out Nick Chandler. Because, you know, everybody else, you know, they they got these little side bets going on. You know, I, I think I need one myself. So, you know, Nick, I am going to beat you. And if I don't beat you, I'm going to throw that $50 into the pot too, my man. I hope that you reciprocate. How y'all like that? Well, my, well, my question for you, Austin, is are you going to put your wife's pink slip to her kayak on the line? <laughs> I don't know if she'd let me, but you know what? <laughs> Because <laughs> I challenged Chuck to a pink slip. So anybody that grew up in the 90s, they know all about that pink slip. You were fast and furious. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> oh, man. He might take the kayak. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Brooke. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. It's going to be a really good tournament regardless. I want everybody that's listening to this to go sign up for the Yak and for Bass Challenge. Find it on Tourney X. Go sign up immediately. Fish with us. Fish against us. So much fun. I mean, we have a good Facebook post. There's a lot of shit talking. 
it's all fun and everybody that's in it is they're real good people so get in there and get signed up yeah totally mr walter lee here's your time to shine brother tell everybody where they can find you all your fun places facebook instagram youtube yeah we make it really difficult so all of our handles are chasing tails outdoors it's tails t-a-l-e-s because we're out there chasing stories adventures that's what we're doing um, so check us out on Instagram, Facebook, you know, our podcast is anywhere podcasts are found. YouTube channel is again, chasing tales outdoors. And if you're listening to this, you want, you want to have some fun, do me a favor, find our yakking for bass challenge tournament group. It's on Facebook. Uh, it's really easy to find just yakking Y A K K I N apostrophe. You just put that into the group. It's the only thing that pops up like it. You know, sign up, register, write checks with your mouth that your rod can't cash, and let's just let's have a good time doing it, man. Because that's that at the end of the day, it's all about getting outside. It's all about experiencing new things and furthering yourself as an outdoorsman. We'd love to have you. Beautiful, brother. Can't finish it off any better than that, man. <laughs> right. Appreciate right, you coming on, Walt. Uh, as always, really good talking to you, man. Thanks, guys. Thanks, brother.